Every community has that one house that seems to be cursed. That house that contains the history of tragedy, of the unspeakable, and the sense that certain forces have taken residence and nobody is safe. In Valerie Tulip Graham's The Haunted Stone Mason's House, a community member is grateful that a young couple have moved into the abandoned home considered for generations to be cursed, bringing new life into the old place. But when she organizes a welcoming visit with other neighbors, what they find is far from a new beginning. I remember when the young couple came to town. We were so delighted that finally this curse that has plagued this small town in the Ottawa Valley for a hundred years is going to be put to rest. And finally, a young couple is going to restore this home to its former glory. So as the story goes, and I only remember it being told to me many times, a young handsome man who was a carpenter and a stonemason in town decided that, of course, he'd fallen in love with the young woman, the most eligible young woman in town, and he was going to ask for her hand in marriage. But before he asked for her hand in marriage, he was going to build her the most exquisite stone mansion on a pinnacle of the hill overlooking the Ottawa River. He worked tirelessly for two years. The young couple courted over two years, handsome, handsome couple. He did not overlook one detail in the house. In fact, he hand-carved the stones for the stone mansion. He imported the wood from Italy for the front door. He had horticulturalists um, coming to see him in the, in the house in the town, and they restored his gardens. They had had one gardens and, on the river, but these gardens were beautifully restored. Um, he even had stone imported from Muskoka for the, for the front steps. He commissioned the, rock, the wrought iron staircase uh, that was apparently in the middle of the house. He also commissioned the um, gates around the house. Um, and he had every last detail um, ready for his new bride. The last thing that he did for her in the home was to buy her a grand piano because she was an accomplished pianist. He wanted her to be able to play overlooking the Ottawa River. So apparently, the way the story goes, he asked for her hand in marriage. And she laughed at him, and in a mocking tone said that she would never, ever stay one more minute in this one-horse town. She hadn't planned on marrying him. She'd fallen in love with someone from Montreal, and she was going to be moving there to marry him. Apparently, he was devastated. His family and friends stopped seeing him. He stopped working. Um, they were very, very concerned about him. One day, he arrives at the local hardware shop, the same hardware shop he had placed all of his materials for. And he slammed the keys down on the counter, and he said in a very angry and bitter tone, I have placed a curse on this house, and never will there be a moment of happiness or peace in this home ever again. And then he left the town, never to be seen from again. His family and friends looked for him, never heard from him again. And what happens with towns, in, or what happens to houses in towns where taxes aren't paid, it falls back to the town. The town tried to keep up things, but they just wanted the house sold. A number of people would come through over the hundred years to see the house, but once they heard of the curse, no way. They walked away. 
The front door had been boarded up. Teenagers had gone every Halloween to have a seance to conjure up the spirits of the handsome young man. They had broken the windows. Uh, animals were running rampant throughout the house in any kind of crevice they could find. The iron railings had fallen apart. The gardens were overtangled and overgrown. And, and basically everything had fallen into disrepair. So when we found out the house had actually been sold, we were thrilled. And in this small town, there's not a lot to do. So when the young couple arrived to town, we lined the streets. We lined the streets to see who would come to town. They were so handsome looking too. And they honked the horn as they drove through town. They immediately got to work on the house. They employed the carpenters in town. They shopped locally. They went to the hardware store to order all of their supplies. They um, visited many uh, restaurants in town, cafes. They were just really part of the town. Painters arrived. Uh, landscapers arrived. They restored the, the gardens to their former glory. And everything was ready for their uh, unveiling to the town. They promised they would welcome us in. The last person who arrived was a piano tuner, interestingly enough. And the piano tuner worked on the grand piano that sat in the turret. And apparently this young woman was an accomplished pianist. So we put together a welcome basket in town. And I was lucky to be part of that welcoming committee. I'm part of the UCW. That carries a fair amount of weight in a small town. We put together a welcome basket full of preserves and pickles and breads and uh, a book about the town, including original photographs of the house. We walked up to the house. Oh my goodness, it looked incredible. I couldn't wait to see it and get back, of course, to my friends with all of the details. So we walk up the polished steps, open the, the gate to the door. They had actually a gate, and then they had another gate. It was beautifully um, pointed. Uh, they had stonemasons that had come in and worked on the stone again. And we rang the doorbell, and these beautiful chimes resonated throughout the house. <laughs> No one came to the door. We thought, well, they're probably busy. Well, they weren't expecting us. We had decided to do this impromptu. We rang the doorbell again. Again, no answer. So we thought maybe we just try the doorknob because very few people actually lock their houses in this small town. We opened the door. I tried the doorknob. It was open. We pushed the door open. Hello. And then we heard this hello. This echo of sorts, almost like there was nothing in the house. You know when a new home is built and it's empty? Anyway, we tried, pushed the door open a little further, went, hello, lo, lo, and it was a strange, strange echo. We pushed the door open further, and we all looked at each other, three of us. We couldn't believe our eyes. This house looked exactly the same way it had been for 100 years. The staircase had fallen apart. There were cobwebs hanging from everything. Obviously, animals had been through the house again. There was nothing, nothing remotely changed. But then we saw it. <laughs> we looked closer. We looked at each other. Everything was the same except for that one detail. The end. I blame Montreal, <laughs> and thank God for the UCW. <laughs>